Hello, everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on SoundCloud, Spreaker, TuneIn, and available for downloads on iTunes and on Apple Podcasts. Remember, you can reach out to the show at Rich Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter and at email richsportstalk at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Make sure and like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest content. A lot of great content this week, including my reactions to some of the coaching firings in the NFL, my wild card weekend previews and scores for the upcoming weekend who I think will be moving on the NFL playoffs a lot of great storylines there including some upset picks that you might be surprised by and also this week why the New York Jets need to hire Mike McCarthy above all else but today I'm going to talk about the biggest storyline in the week of the NFL which is Antonio Brown now, a lot of the media, they've covered this story and basically the whole gist of everything from basically how the the Steelers were protecting him by saying he had a leg injury to going through the story about him throwing the football and then going AWOL. So I don't think I really have to go into that much depth in describing what has happened because if you're a sports fan, I think you've heard it. But basically, to give you the quick 60-second rundowns, there was a disagreement at practice last week between Big Ben and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown threw a football at him, and then went AWOL from the team, could not be contacted by the coach or the owner, basically showed up for game day, and they told him he wasn't playing. He was in street clothes and left at halftime. As the Steelers, like you know, in Week 17, were in a win-in game where they had to win to keep their postseason alive, even though with the win, the Ravens were able to beat the Browns and hold the Steelers out of the postseason. Now, everyone this week I've heard has been blaming Antonio Brown, rightfully so. I mean, you can't just quit on your team like that, and that is something that everyone keeps saying, well, they could trade him, they could trade him, they could maybe get some pieces back, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, what team would want to trade? And I understand the talent. I understand the talent. But who would trade for a guy who quit on his team in arguably the biggest game of their season? He just quit. He just walked out on them. Who would trade for that? I, I just don't see that happening. I mean, I understand talent usually outweighs distraction, but that was a big distraction. And for everyone that wants to trade him, I'm just saying, it's like Le'Veon Bell. You can get him, but there's a lot of baggage, and you have to be prepared for that. It might work great for the first year because it's a prove-it year, Maybe into the second year, but by you get to that third, fourth year, eh, I'm not so sure if it would be working. And I'm not denying Antonio Brown's talent. I'm not denying that. And I understand that, and rightfully so, too, that the Steelers organization and their head coach, Mike Tom, have been called into question for their handling of Antonio Brown. And you've heard all the stories from Ryan Clark, from ESPN this week, you've heard of all the stories about Antonio Brown practice misbehaving and doing the Facebook Live during the the coach's speech, which no nothing should ever get inside those four walls in those certain locker room moments. And, of course, Antonio Brown live streamed to the world. But there's one thing people are forgetting to talk about in this whole situation. It's the one thing... That no one really, or they've glanced over it, but I think it needs to be more addressed. For sports fans, I think one of the biggest movies and one of the most memorable movies was Remember the Titans. Your offensive line, which was mostly white players, well, they're not blocking for their black quarterback. 
And because Julius also said, well, if they're not going to play hard, why should I play hard? And he basically said, well, you know, that's one of the worst attitudes I've ever heard. And then Julius just calmly reminded him that he was the captain and said, well, attitude reflects leadership, doesn't it, captain? And when the NFL, the big leader of the team is the quarterback. And I often say if a quarterback's been there long enough, the team will start to reflect their quarterback. And Big Ben has been coddled by the Steelers organization because of what he's done for this organization because of his talent. Big Ben's been able to get away with terrible behavior off the field with how he's treated women, with that motorcycle accident. With calling out teammates publicly. You don't hear Drew Brees call out teammates publicly. You don't hear Tom Brady calling out teammates publicly. You never hear Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck calling out teammates publicly. But Big Ben does. Big Ben has also the last two years hinted at retirement saying, you know, I'm not sure how much I'm committed to the game anymore. I've been thinking about retirement. And a lot of these players in the NFL will tell you the second you start thinking about retirement, you basically are because you already have one foot out the door. And the Steelers just seem blindsided by all of a sudden Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown's behavior. But doesn't it come from the top and the CEO of your team, Ben Roethlisberger? I'm not denying Ben Roethlisberger is an all-time great. He's going to be a Hall of Famer with the talent that he has. But as a leader... I mean, he's not exactly the guy you want to rally the troops around. And the way he's been handled trickles down the organization. Because these star players like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, when they fail a drug test like Le'Veon Bell, they act out like Antonio Brown, and they try to discipline him. They say, well, wait a minute. Here, you're going to discipline me? Well, what about Big Ben? Don't do anything to him. And I understand the value of the quarterback compared to everyone else in the franchise. But I think this is part of where this identity of coddling players in the Steelers has come from is because of how they've been able to treat Big Ben. And I want you to think about something. Really think about this. Why did the Steelers continue to do it? And the answer is simple. Because they don't have a better option. I've always been critical of Cam Newton in Carolina but Carolina understands that they have to put up with his antics because they're not going to get a better quarterback let's think about the Steelers the Steelers had Terry Bradshaw that helped them win four Super Bowls what did they have in between Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger was futility I mean we forget that Bill Cowher was winning all those games with Cordell Stewart and Neil O'Donnell. Not exactly a quarterback material. And that Steelers organization was haunted because they didn't draft Dan Marino and they had the chance to, the hometown boy from Pitt. And even though Marino never won that Super Bowl in Miami... Miami had a franchise quarterback, and since Marino retired, they've been looking for the next one. The Steelers know they're not going to get another Big Ben because it's almost impossible to find that guy. There's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out, 
but it's hard to find a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback like Big Ben. So they put up with it. They put up with it. They put up with the shots of teammates. And they protect him. But the problem when you do that is that the other teammates are saying, wait a minute. Big Ben can get away with it. Why can't I? So for the Steelers, this is going to be a problem. And people think, well, the easiest solution, well, we gotta get rid of B, we gotta get rid of Antonio Brown. Well, we're getting rid of Le'Veon. That's that's gonna get rid of the problem. No, it's not. It's gonna get rid of part of the problem. But it's not gonna get rid of the root. You're chopping down two of the trees, but the roots are still there. They're there from Big Ben. Because the Steelers organization has protected this quarterback. And he's great, and he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. And he will be a legend. And he will not be remembered probably for this. He won't be remembered for his off the field. It will be when he gets inducted into Canton, it will be remembered for the two Super Bowls. Helping Jerome Bettis walk off into the sunset in Detroit. That miraculous throw to San Antonio Holmes to beat the Cardinals. That's what will be remembered. It won't be this. I mean, I want you to think. Tom Brady... Drew Brees, Andrew Luck, they never call out teammates, and their teams reflect their attitude. Quiet, driven, working hard. Don't really hear peeps out of those locker rooms, do you? Yet the Steelers, they're entertaining to watch because it's like multiple car accidents. You're just waiting for the next one. I mean, I just want you to think about this team, how talented they are. They lose arguably one of the top three running backs in football. They have that distraction all season. And despite all of that, and the Antonio Brown distraction in week 17, they were just a one play away from that Cleveland game from being in the postseason. I just want you to think about that. How talented they are. And this is why I think they underachieved. Because it's not about the team in Pittsburgh, it's about me. Antonio Brown reminds me a lot of Odell Beckham. When you watch their body language, not what they're saying or their tone of voice, watch their body language. What are they happiest in the press conferences? It's not when they win or lose, it's when they get theirs. Do you notice how Odell is more upbeat or seems to be in a little bit better mood? When he gets his eight catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. Same thing with Antonio Brown. Yet the team could win by two touchdowns, but their shoulders are slumped. They look a little despondent on those games when they get double team. They're held to three catches, 30 yards, and they're held out of the end zone. doesn't happen often, but when it does, and they don't get theirs, they're not happy. And... Let's not also forget Antonio Brown. He's taking a shot at Big Ben because Big Ben, all of a sudden, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster leads this team in target yards and touchdowns when Antonio Brown's supposed to be the best receiver in the game. And Big Ben, we've heard about these skirmishes in practice between teammates. They do not like Big Ben. You always hear positives about Tom Brady, about how hard... He works. Drew Brees, how hard they work. Russell Wilson, how hard they work. Andrew Luck, how hard they work. 
Isn't it kind of funny that whenever we hear former teammates from Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, and even Cam Newton now, we're starting to hear more of, isn't it kind of funny that they're immensely talented? You can make the case that the three of them are arguably three of the most gifted quarterbacks we've ever seen physically, especially Cam Newton and Big Ben. I mean, they're DNs playing quarterback. But their teammates, after they're done playing, you hear, oh, man, he, he was hard to work for. He was a diva. He didn't take criticism well. He didn't work that hard. And that's what you hear about these three quarterbacks. And I give Cam Newton credit because he's refined his game. He developed into more of a pocket passer this season. But with the Steelers, and it's kind of like with the Packers, everyone's jumping on Mike McCarthy, blaming Mike McCarthy for the last two seasons instead of looking at Aaron Rodgers being hurt at the end of the both seasons running around outside the pocket, trying to extend plays for the 40-yard throw down the field instead of getting rid of it, throwing it away, or taking the five-yard flat route to get on the check down. You know, we, we protect a lot of these great quarterbacks that have wowed us and that have won a Super Bowl, but whenever there's a problem with the team, it's it's never the quarterback. And I think that's one of the problems with the Steelers is everyone in the story, we're all... We're blaming Antonio Brown, and what he did is unforgivable, walking out on your team in a playoff game. But we, we're blaming Mike Tomlin. We're blaming Antonio Brown, but we're kind of, oh, yeah, well, it was from an incident with Big Ben. I mean, all this stems back to him because the way they protected his off-the-field nonsense entitles everyone on that team saying, well, if Big Ben could do it, why can't I? Or if they give me grief for it, why can't I do it? And one of the best things I've seen, and I think this is a great example, is quarterbacks have to be held accountable. Now, for anyone that owns the NFL Network, the football lives they do are incredible. They're great documentary series. And you might have heard this story before, but they really did a great in-depth part of it for the Thurman Thomas one who's a running back that doesn't get enough credit because you know Barry Sanders in that era gets all the credit but Thurman Thomas was an incredible running back he's one of those players in the game that even though he's a Hall of Famer I think he's greatly unappreciated for what he brought to the table and part of it's because he was on those Bills teams that went to four Super Bowls and lost and I do think that unfairly has dinged a lot of those guys legacies but when they first were starting out, Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas, there was a lot of tension. There was a, They had a famous article called The Bickering Bills, how they were getting in fights in the locker room. And one game, Jim Kelly called out the offensive line. So later in the week, Thurman Thomas came out and basically criticized Jim Kelly for calling out the offensive line. And Thurman Thomas was called in by Bill Polian and was called in by the front office and was said, hey, you got to apologize publicly. This isn't a good look. And he said, wait a minute. Have you talked to Jim? And they said no. And he said, well, he has to be here too. Because you can't tell me to apologize for him when he's out criticizing the team. And guess what? They agreed with him. And they said, look, you're right. They talked to Jim, pointed it out to Jim. Him and Thurman got together and talked. And look what happened. They got on the same page and they were able to go to four Super Bowls in a row. 
because they understood, look, everyone has to be held accountable. Because you can't tell one player, oh, you can't do that, when another player, and I understand the quarterbacks, they get the benefit of the doubt because they're the CEO of the team. But Big Ben, over his career, look at all the stuff he's done on the off the field. You look at how he's been taking unnecessary hits, how his body's broken down, how he calls out players publicly in the media, how he, at the end of the season, hints, oh, I'm thinking about retirement, and then bashes the organization for selecting a quarterback in the third round this last draft. It's because you keep telling the organization you're thinking about retiring, and I don't know how long I'm going to play. And look, for Antonio Brown, for a team that wants to trade for him, good luck. Because there's a lot of baggage. And he has his fair share of baggage, and he's deserving all the criticism he deserves. And Mike Tomlin's getting his fair share too. But once again, I think members of the media are ignoring the root of this problem, and it's Big Ben. Where does it start with, with the quarterback is in with the quarterback of an organization? Usually the organization will reflect the attitude of that quarterback. And the teammates will react to that quarterback. If the quarterback is being coddled and is being protected, then the other players are going to say, if they're going to get disciplined, they're going to say, well, wait a minute, you're not doing this to our quarterback. Why should I care? And it's happened for years. They've coddled Big Ben. They've, they haven't, and I know it's hard because you can't slap him on the wrist because they're afraid he could just say, you know what, I've done all I want to do. I want to retire. And they also understand that they're probably not going to get another Big Ben. And they've been in that situation, the Rooney family, where they went two decades in quarterback futility until they got Big Ben. And they understand the value of a quarterback. But for everyone just saying this is entirely Antonio's Brown, what started that fight in practice? It was with Big Ben. Big Ben, you can say, you know, maybe he's making a point to throw more to Juju. It, you can't. We don't know, but there could be something there why he's targeting Juju more instead of Antonio Brown. And we always look at Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, but and we will love to bash them. But when it comes to it, who was the first in that locker room to do it? It was Big Ben. And the coaches didn't do anything. So now when these other players do it and they, they act surprised, it's for good reason. It's like, well, wait a minute. The leader of our franchise isn't getting flack for this, but we are. So once again, with the Steelers, and I think it goes back to Big Ben and how they've handled it, this is a team that has a lot of great stars, but there's a lot of me and not team on this team. And once again, we've seen it this season. You can make the case the Steelers are one of the three most talented teams in the NFL, and this is arguably the most talented team I've seen that's not made the postseason. But once again, it's all about attitude in the NFL. And the Steelers reflect their quarterback. And for everyone that's blaming Antonio Brown, and it's rightfully so to do so, and Mike Tomlin, it's one thing to blame the trees, but you have to look at the roots of the problem. And they were created by Ben Roethlisberger. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest content on the podcast. I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Make sure to check out our wildcard previews for the NFL. 
And, of course, check out Mike McCarthy and the New York Jets head coaching position. Lots of great listens there. Only on Rich Sports Talk.